0: Welcome to the Intentional Encourager Podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. I have got a neat guy on the intentional encourager podcast i'm gonna read you part of his twitter bio this is really good i work with my other three streams of income i love helping people succeed we're gonna get into that with entrepreneur justin martin who joins us on the intentional encourager podcast justin what's good how you doing today man
1: i'm good man i'm good thank you for having me on um Sitting outside in Florida, man, enjoying the sunshine, loving it. it. That's
0: yeah, that's awesome, dude. That that is so good. Hey, let's start here, real. Let's start here. And and I want to get a sense. And you're in Florida down there doing some work, but I want to get a sense of what things have been like for you and your family around COVID 19. I'm in West Virginia. It's been totally different up here. Of course, we only we've got 1.8 million people in our state, and right, you know. We, we, COVID has hit us differently where you live. It's different. I, take me through how this past year has been for you around the pandemic as
1: we record this in the midst of COVID-19. So, um, I guess I'll start back in March of 2020. Um, I work for a small photography company that, you know, the bulk of their business is is, uh, doing daycare and school photography and obviously when COVID-19 hit you know people weren't taking their kids to school they weren't letting people in for pictures um so our company took a pretty hard hit which you know sucks because we were just getting ready to like hit that hit that stride where we were we were making a good bit of money um but we had to we had to cut some hours and stuff and uh you know as far as like things closing down, it hit the first part. It hit pretty it hit pretty hard. And, you know, obviously there was like retail stores open, Walmart, Target, that type of thing. Um, but like it did it didn't affect my paycheck as much because I'm on salary, so they kept me around, which was which was nice. But um, you know, we had to find different ways to. bring in income so we did banners and t-shirts and signs and and all sorts of stuff like that as long as people were ordering um and then if you moved into you know as the summer summer went on things slowed down people were you know staying in the house and um you know i as much as i hate to say it i wasn't i was outsourcing a lot um you know because people were buying stuff on the internet so i did that but we worked you know we worked through the summer we got um, as a company, we got a couple of loans from the government to keep our doors open, and then through fall 2020, last year, usually we do, we call accounts, we do roughly 115 to 120 accounts per season. Uh, I think we were down to like 50, something mm-hmm. like that, uh, in the fall. Um, it kind of grew a little bit towards towards Christmas time. Um, we're still having a little bit of a struggle with people, you know, they're letting, you know, things are going, so they're letting people in. Um, but we got to try and convince people, you know, that, you know, we're a vendor, your parents want pictures, that type of thing. Yeah. So it's still a struggle for the business, but, um, you know, we're, mo- we're moving on up as far as COVID things go.
0: Well, Justin, yeah. I think it's interesting. And, and, and I want to park on what you said there just a minute ago. It's interesting that, you guys quickly pivoted and a lot of businesses did that. A lot of businesses said, what we normally do, we can't do. So how are we going to do something? And you mentioned t-shirts and banners and things like that. Your trade, as you mentioned, you and I were talking, your trade is photography. Yes, sir. Did you have to, 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 to pivot yourself and develop a different set of skills inside the business Or how easy of a transition was it for you guys to go, okay, this part of our business is not here, but we can do this and we can try to do something to, to bring that revenue at least up to even.
1: So, um, yeah, we've been doing t-shirts and bandages and stuff kind of like as a side thing, you know, for a while. So we had all the equipment, we had the know-how we had to, we had to market stuff a little bit different. Um, and then also, we have our own personal studio, so um, one of the one of the ladies there, she kind of took that over. She started growing our Facebook page, started growing our Instagram, um, and then she started booking a lot of appointments for us to take pictures studio wise. And since people weren't getting pictures, you know, in school or in daycare, or a lot of uh, a lot of photographers weren't taking pictures anymore, we got we got some studio business out of that, and some return customers and the word of mouth. Um, we very rarely advertise anything like, you know, in the newspaper, on the internet, it's all word of mouth business for us. So the better, the better products we put out, you know, obviously the more customers we get and that's actually, I'm, I'm, I think our studio income has at least four times since we started doing it in the summer. And that's
0: awesome. That, that is really good stuff because, you know, Justin, here's the thing. A lot of people had to kind of figure out what to do next, right? A lot right. of people had to just kind of put their hats on and go. And, and, and there were some people, you know, I, we might be talking to an entrepreneur out there that goes, man, it wasn't so good for me. I had to close my business. It wasn't that right. good for me. I had to lay people off and things like that. Right. And, and, man, our hearts go out to you because, again, this sucks. Nobody should have had to do, to do that. And not trying to get political but literally nobody should have had to make those hard choices like yeah. that and, and, and close their business or things like that. When you think about how you guys survived and came through it, what was a lesson that you learned about business through surviving uh, through a pandemic?
1: <laughs> Don't put all your eggs in one basket. So, you know, going back to that, you know, yeah, we our bread and butter is daycares and school photography, but, you know, now we're we're doing more studio, we're doing more sports, we're doing more weddings, doing more banner signs, just kind of even it out, um, and trying now trying to grow each portion of that. So, yeah, it, it it taught me personally that you can't just you know same as in life, you, you can't rely on one source of income. Yeah. Like you got to diversify that, and so when one thing happens, you have backup plans.
0: Yeah if you could jump back to March of 2020, knowing what you know now, what advice would you have given to the owners of the business that from what um, you know now, if, if you could, if you could do that?
1: <laughs> well, the owners of the business are actually some of my, uh, my best friends. Um, so we talk a lot. It was, you know, it was more or less their kind of idea to take the direction they did. Um, knowing what i know now if we were back in march and and i knew you know i knew this stuff was coming i would say probably to run some facebook ads i would say to run some instagram ads um of course money is tight so you know you got to be you got to be methodical about what you what you put out on there so it'd have to be something good um we're working on a new website. We've been working on it for close to a year now. So probably should have finished that up before March. hit Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's little, little tiny things. Not so much as one big thing. Um, Cause honestly, I feel like, you know, not that we were totally prepared for something like that. Cause you know, we're still getting money from it, but, um, I would say maybe the way we pivoted, um, was good. We you know started throwing out more products, started reaching out to people businesses uh, that needed signs that you know at a at a cheaper price, <laughs> um, and they got more clientele that way. So,
0: well, Justin, let me ask you this, and I want to ask you this before we step aside and take a break. What did you guys learn about customers? Because I, I think people when when there is turmoil and things like that. Especially in the business, and I'll go here for just a second. A lot of times, people find out when a business burns down or something catastrophic happens, people find out how the market really reacts to a business. If people like rally around that business or something like that, then they can go, Man, we didn't know the impact that we had in the community. Or if it closes due to a death or something like that, then people, you know, again, people go, Man, we just really didn't know the impact of our business. What did you guys learn about your customers through the midst of
1: the pandemic? I I think I've learned that, you know, we, we put a lot of pressure on wanting everything to be perfect. Um, and I think our customers, they, they like the work we do. The new people that come in, the new customers that we get, um, they're coming in because of the work that we do. Um, I just, you know, there's so many different people out there that want so many different things. Like, it's, it's crazy to me. Obviously, you're not going to please everybody. Um, but, you know, it seems to me that above everything else, most of the people I talk to, that come into to our shop. They just want things to go back to normal. But, you know, they're ready to, yeah. they're ready to go and do things. They're ready to spend money. They're ready to get the economy, you know, up and running. Sometimes you'll tell somebody a price. They won't even think twice about it. <laughs> They'll yeah. just say, yes, that's what I want. Um, same thing with the studio. You know, we, we tell people our, our picture prices all the time. And, and they say, you know, I can't tell you how many people have been like, I don't care what the price is. I just want to take the pictures, you know. My family's here. We've been here. You know, we need some pictures. We haven't done them in 10, 11 years, you know.
0: Yeah, 100%, <laughs> it's,
1: man. It's, it's good, you know. It's good for me because you know, I see people that yeah, that they just they just want to live their life, you know.
0: If and I rolled into your studio and I saw you behind the camera taking pictures, I would think, man, it's gonna be a good day. <laughs> it's gonna I be a good day, man. It. I appreciate hey, l- it. Let's step aside, take a quick break. When we come back, I wanna talk about the correlation and the relationship. That Justin has with a former guest here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. We're going to put two and two together here. And I'm talking with entrepreneur, Justin Martin. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton here. I want to tell you about our sponsor, SEO National. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Now, what's that, you might say? Well, Search Engine Optimization helps you show up higher on search engines after opening SEO National 14 years ago. Let me give you some intentional encouragement and call Damon and his team today at 855-736-6285 or go to www.seonational.com and get a free quote. Justin, I want to go here for just a minute. I wanted to talk about the business that you're in and i mentioned off the top you will love helping people succeed you and a dear friend of yours a former guest here on the intentional encourager podcast joe hart coach joe hart that was that was such a neat episode to record with with coach joe because um from the minute we hit record man it was on and and joe <laughs> was just talking about the things that he was into. And it was a great conversation. Joe is a, a dear friend of yours. So I want you to talk about the relationship that you and Joe have had over the years and, and, and just kind of walk us through how you met Joe. And, um, let's go here for a few minutes and kind of bring you two together.
1: Um, so Joe and I used to go to the same church, um, same school, same high school, uh, same middle school I've known him for 18 years now he's been my best friend since then uh we just you know we we like to do sports we like to you know we like to play call of duty together we like to you know we were hanging out you know pretty much pretty much the same person (laughs) um we just mesh really well man um I met him like I said at church I think we were playing beach volleyball or something and happened to recognize that he went to this, the same middle school and, and uh, just kind of hit it off and, you know, rest is kind of history. Like, you know, he just, he's, he's always been there for me. Anything I've ever needed. He's always been there. Um, you know, he's, he was, he went off to college in Dayton, like I'm sure you said, you know, on that, that podcast. So he was gone for four years to Ohio. You know, we, we talked pretty much, if it's not every night, it's every other night on the phone. You know, just say, hi, what's up? how the day go? That type of thing. Um, but he moved to Ohio. He came back for a year or two in Georgia, and then he moved down to Florida. Uh, and then that's where he met his wife. And uh, I actually actually was there the day he proposed to her. I set up the stuff for him. So, you know, we're, we're kind of that close together. Um, and then he moved to New Jersey. And I go up to see him probably – two to three times a year we hang out and uh you know just like old times i gotta i gotta ask you this
0: so joe and it's episode 97 if you want to go back and listen to that episode i i highly recommend and encourage you intentionally encourage you to go back and listen to that episode
1: i do too i'll second that
0: yeah joe joe dropped some great knowledge on us you know Joe sits you go up to visit Joe and and I won't give the whole episode away but Joe talked about the day his life really changed getting let go from a job and basically taking what he had been doing on the side and turning it into a full-time enterprise right take me through the first conversation that you and Joe have about <laughs> flipping
1: about flipping or about the day you got let go
0: about well yep either one man either one because that that, i mean in the episode he talked about the day he got let go he was like yeah i'm good because i'm doing this other he was flipping products on the side so yeah if you want to kind of tie those two things and again man i probably didn't ask the question correctly my bad on the host (laughs) host here, probably need another sip of tea here. But yeah, go ahead and take that story and kind of bring it together,
1: if you will, Justin. Okay, so it was probably a year, year and a half before he got let go from that job. He told me about, you know, I guess he found money Twitter and he was telling me about how people were flipping stuff online. And I didn't really get the concept. I was like, what are you talking about? You can go buy something from, at the time we were going into Goodwill. And buying like coffee mugs and, and, and stuff like that. He's like, I can go into this goodwill and find four or five dollars worth of coffee mugs and turn it into a hundred dollars.
0: Dude, when I lost weight, I had weight loss surgery twelve years ago. I was hitting up a goodwill about every two weeks to buy shirts and pants just because I was blowing through clothes. And and, and I'm telling you, man, Goodwill. Um, not again, if Goodwill would like to sponsor the intentional encourager podcast, we, we've got room for you, but <laughs> it, it, it's, it's in, you know, in areas like West Virginia, where I am, you can go there and you can get good quality merch. I mean, I bought Joseph A. Bank shirts there before and Ralph Lauren Polo, and I've donated a lot of things to Goodwill that hopefully people have gotten a second life out of but so, so he was talking about hitting up and he didn't share that part of the story. So I'm glad you're kind of tying the two together on that. So you, you guys are, are shopping now. You probably were not a big shopper, so to speak when you, before you started doing this, is that, is that right?
1: That's, that's yeah, that's accurate. I actually, I had no idea what he was talking about. And and like I said, Basically, what he told me on the phone wasn't making sense. He said, you know, if you're coming up to see me in a couple of weeks, I'll just show you. So he took me, I went to visit him. He took me to a Goodwill. He started showing me how he he was using his eBay app to find profitable items. And and I was hooked from the get-go. I think the next day he went to work and I sat on his computer and got on like Facebook Marketplace and just started seeing stuff that was for sale around my area back home. And I actually made a couple of deals <laughs> and those are the first couple of flips I had when I got home, um, stuff that I found on Facebook marketplace. But, uh, anyway, that's how we started talking about flipping and I'll never forget the day he called me
0: when he got left,
1: let go, but it must've been two minutes after he got let go from his job. Cause he told me he thought it might be coming for a couple months, either that they were going to let him go or he was going to leave period. Cause he felt like he could do flipping full time. And I, you know, being the good best friend that I am, I was like, are you sure about this? <laughs> and uh, he called me, he was laughing on the phone, and he's like, you're never going to believe what just happened. And I was like, what? And he goes, I just got to let go from my job. And so I was kind of like, you know, I, I maybe went into panic mode for him. And he was like, I got this. I know I could do this flipping thing full time. And, uh, and, you know, obviously, it's worked out well for him. Um, He's taking me along with on the journey, and and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he, I know he tells that story about how he changed life around, but you know he called me, and every every word of it's true. He called me, he was laughing. He's you know he was ready for it as soon as it hit, which I you know most people would probably freak out a little bit if they got let go from their job, but he was he was definitely ready to get going.
0: What was the aha moment? Was it? Was it the the getting on the app? Was it what was the aha moment for you that you said, man, you know, because obviously you trust Joe, right and your best friend, you know his character, reputation, everything. So you're not you're not questioning that. Right. You're not questioning that part. What was the moment for you, that aha moment where you go, Yeah, this is not only for Joe, it's for me.
1: Um, I think I knew I could do it as a side hustle when he showed me, um, we were looking at coffee mugs and he found one that was, I think it was a dollar and it was selling for 25 on eBay. And I think he sold it while it was up there. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, and then I went into one, a couple weeks later, I went into a Goodwill uh, by myself where I'm at and I found a mug that was like a dollar and I sold it for $50 on eBay. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, obviously it's possible. I think as I continue to grow, um, this this side hustle, you know, it's almost making my nine to five job seem like a side hustle, uh, the way that it's it's going. but the aha moment was, I think I made my first flip and, and I was like, okay,
0: here we go. <laughs> well, right, the beautiful part about what the pandemic did and Justin, that's the thing is a lot of people don't realize the pandemic gave people the room and space to do a lot of things they've always wanted to do. For me, it was write a book and, and, and do a podcast. Right. And And so last year through 2020, I was able to do that. I probably wouldn't have gotten to do that had the pandemic not came and, and we had extra time. I wasn't traveling and things like that. And so, you know, for you, you know, and obviously you're doing this before kind of take me through that timeline is this is probably 2018, 2019 when you, when you started doing flipping.
1: So um, right around that time, mostly all I was doing was going into Goodwill's, you know, every, Every once in a while, I'd hit up Facebook Marketplace and see if anybody was selling any antique type stuff. hey um, you know, I made, I bought like a, a set of cat figurines or something off a lady that was like, I think I paid two hundred dollars for it, and each figure in the set was selling for ten bucks, and there was seventy-five of them, and I ended up selling through that whole set. It took me a couple months to do that, but that was like ended up being like $750 profit or something like that and
0: uh so you were helping other people you know it, it th- this was a win win you were helping other people get rid of merchandise right that they either no longer wanted or 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 didn't need yeah and and, and Joe mentioned hitting up yard sales and estate sales and things right. like that and and that's that's the thing is is that you were able to 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 help other people Do you have a particular moment where you're like, this is really cool. This is like, you know, maybe there was a moment where somebody needed to move something. You were there to be able to help them and it benefited them. It benefited you because those are the kind of transactions, man, that are powerful. Those are the kinds of the ones that are like, yeah, the money is great, but those are the ones that you go, man, had I not been in a position to do this, I wouldn't have been able to help somebody. Do you have a story like that?
1: Actually, the the cat figurines I was telling you about. Um, I think the lady, the lady was asking um, two hundred and fifty dollars for the whole set, something like that, something crazy like that. But on her uh, description, she said she was trying to raise money for her um, her church to get remodeled, and they were doing like basically an online, um, garage sale type thing. So, you know, usually being, being the guy that I am, I'll offer somebody a low ball. I actually, I met her, I gave her the 250 bucks and then I gave her another 50 bucks on top of that. Wow. Uh, told her to put it towards, you know, I know it's not much, but it's, you know, 50 bucks is 50 bucks. I knew what I was going to get out of the set when I bought it. Like she she was way too low on her price, but, um, So i gave her 50 bucks to go along with it so i I gave her i guess 300 bucks total um to help with that but that was that was that was one moment and then um this past christmas we actually did a a charity thing with pfp um and we were able like inside the group we were able to raise about i think it was 1500 dollars, and we gave um actually headed that up and and we gave $500 away to three families for, for them to buy Christmas for their family this year too.
0: Man, so. that's awesome. That is so good. And that's the thing, Justin, that that's what it's all about, man. It It is those times where you can bless somebody those times where you can go, man, here you go. I just want to bless you. Yeah, yeah. Here's the price, but I, I'm going to give you a little more because you, you know, it's going to help you. I have one more question before we take a break and get into your story. What's one piece of encouragement that you could give to somebody that says, man, I've always wanted to do a side hustle, but I don't know what I want to do. I don't know how I want to do it. I'm not sure I want to take the steps. And and again, you guys are all active on Twitter and I follow a bunch of you guys on Twitter. I, and and uh, if he's listening I'm going to call out Kyle because I would love to have Kyle on the intentional cur- and and marts going to help me make that happen. And Joe's going to <laughs> help me make that happen. And so, uh, but yeah, uh, but I want to have Kyle, but you guys are just such a tight knit community. Um, Joe's got a product called Flipping for Profit that we talked about on the Intentional Encourager, our products for profit. For profit, products yeah. for profit. Forgive me. Forgive me, coach Joe. I, I blew that <laughs> one. Forgive me. But, but again, you, you guys are just a tight community. Give somebody a piece of encouragement, whether it's doing what you guys are doing or doing something else, just to take that step and, and go forward with, with some oh, kind yeah. of side hustle.
1: Yeah. I would say if anybody is, you know, you got something on your mind and and you think you can make money from it, just do it. Just start it. You know, we fail for a reason. We learn from our failures. We learn from our experiences. I've I've failed a lot at doing what I'm doing right now, um, but it helps you learn. It helps you grow. You know, as long as you can you can take the steps to to learn. You know, you you you're you are your biggest critic. I feel like um, my dad's always told me that. So if you're not living up to your potential, you know you're never going to succeed past where you want to be. Um, you know, there's, there's so much opportunity out there. There's so many different ways to make money nowadays. Um, there's always a market. I, my mind is blown every time I get online nowadays, see what people are buying. Like it's absolutely unreal, but for anybody that's thinking about starting something, I would just do it. There's only, there's only one way to do it. You don't have to, you don't have to go, full sin the whole time, but you know, baby steps lead to bigger steps, lead to larger steps, lead to your end goal type of deal. And if you, do, you know, there's always what ifs and buts and everybody tends to look on the negative side of that. Like if I start this, what happens if I do this, you know, there's also a positive side to that. So, you know, what if you did start and it took off and you ended up, you know, making as much money as you, you absolutely can, you know, it, it's, just got to start. That's all I can say. You got to, you got to keep going. You got
0: to keep pushing. Man, that's great advice. Let's step aside, take a break. We come back going to get into Justin's story and I'm telling you, you're going to want to stay tuned for this one. Great story coming up here with Justin Martin on the intentional encourager podcast. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. want to tell you about my new book, People Buy From People, 10 Powerful People Lessons from the Ultimate People Person, my dad. My dad was one of the greatest connectors that I ever knew. And he shared with me 10 connecting principles that I have used throughout my 25-year sales and sales management, customer engagement, and leadership career that I'm passing along to you. If you want to be a stronger deeper and more powerful connector. You've got to pick up a copy of people buy from people. There are concepts in there that you may not realize help make you a power connector. You can go to Amazon and pick it up. Kindle. If you're an e-reader and you like to do it that way or now available on audible. And there's one other way you can get a copy of people buy from people. You can get one from me and I'll sign it for you. You go to intentional and publishing at gmail.com and send me an email And I'll share with you the link on how you can get a signed copy. You can buy a signed copy directly from me. Again, people buy from people. If you want to connect like never before, pick up your copy today of people buy from people. And now let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Justin, I want to get into your story because, and, and again, disclaimer, this is not the Justin Martin that was on Duck Dynasty, not him, <laughs> not him. I, I, you know, we, 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 we've had some of the guys from Duck Dynasty, Al and Phil have been, have been on the podcast, but uh, not that Justin Martin, but a good dude anyway, Justin Martin joining me. And I want to get into your story here, man. you got an incredible story. So man, go as far back as you want to go, and take us from point A
1: to where we are today. Um, well, I grew up in in Georgia, been born and raised there. My accent doesn't sound like that because my parents are from Ohio, like we were talking about. Um, went to a went to a Christian private school in South Georgia. Ended up doing one year in college and and decided, you know. I wasn't a good student. I'd rather be making money. Um, so I actually had an opportunity to, to work a summer job with this um, family-owned photography company. And at the time, they were doing um, sports action shots up in New York uh, during the summertime. Uh, in Cooperstown, actually, there's a, uh, there's a ballpark there that hosts, you know, during the summer, they host 108 teams a week uh kind of like all-star baseball teams they have a tournament every week and and we were doing action shots for them and and they were like hey you have an opportunity to go up to new york and help us finish out that summer if you want to and then after that we can talk about maybe you staying on and, and helping us out production wise and um so i was like yeah let's let's do it um i went up to new york i, I took some action shots and i was hooked on photography I uh, came back. They decided to keep me for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and for the, the the last the three or four years after that, we went up there and we did that. Shot about ninety three thousand photos a week, um, uploaded them to the parents so they could you know they could buy them right then and there. Kind of like kind of like an amusement park, but not really an amusement park. We're doing action shots instead of just family pictures. Um, and then um, they stopped doing that we transition to daycare and preschool photography and i've been doing that since since i was about 21 22 like 10 11 years now um and then i've been with them ever since and um like i said my best friend's joe hart <laughs> he uh he put me on the flipping thing um the past couple years that's what i've been trying to do recently been on amazon uh, trying to grow an amazon store which is easier easier to do apparently um, if you do it right and you know i'm just now i've had so many people help me in my life that you know i'm, I'm just trying to make a little money help as many people along the way as i can yeah. um uh, you know
0: what do you I, think you what do you think you took growing up in in south georgia because you, you talked about it's like, hey, my mom and dad were were raised in Ohio. We can't, we, you know, we grew up in Georgia. I went to a, a Christian school, which my son went to high school to Christian school. You had a pretty normal life and a pretty normal childhood. What do you think you remember most about
1: the way you grew up? Oh man. <clears throat> uh, probably my mom and dad. They were, they, you know. They've been together for thirty-five years now, thirty-six years. Just you know, the way they raised me and, and my brothers and my sister, um, constantly encouraging anything that we wanted to do. You know, um, it's not cheap to keep four kids in private school. <laughs> so you know, my dad was was always not always where he always he always made it to every single game that any one of us played. Um, Absolutely amazing. So did my mom. Um, got us to every practice. You know, I think the biggest thing I took away from childhood was was learning, you know, how to be a good parent. One day I don't have kids yet, but you know, my dad, he's he shown me how to do it, man. Um, you know, just respect people, help people out. You know, it, yeah. everything comes together. That type. You know, it's just. Every time I think about what they've done for me and my sister and my brothers, it's absolutely, it blows my mind. And one day I hope to maybe, you know, give something back to them. <laughs> it's part yeah. of my motive.
0: Well, in Justin, I'll, I'll say this, man, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. You know, when, when we were going to put our son in Christian school, um, one of my friends said to me, he said, look, it'll be a sacrifice. It'll be hard. But it'll be the best thing you do. And he was 100% on the money because, and whether you believe in Christian education or private education or homeschooling or public, that's entirely up to you. Okay. For us, Christian education was the right thing for us to do for my son in his high school career. It was, it was the right thing for us. Everybody has got to make the decision that fits best for their family to do what they need to do. When you think about, do you ever think back of, man, what if I'd have gone to public school? How my life would have been different than going to a Christian school? When you think back to those times, what's the one takeaway that you always come back to about your time going to a Christian school growing up?
1: Um, I, I definitely think if I went to a public school, I probably wouldn't have had the friends that I had. because um, We were... You know, my, my graduating class, I think, had 45 kids in it. And we were together from, you know, the time we were in sixth grade to the time we graduated high school. Like, we, we grew up together. You know, there's there's some people that I still talk to occasionally. Um, but, like, we were we were a pretty tight-knit group. And if you go to a school that has, you know, I think the school down the road, the public school, had 300-and-something kids in their graduating class. And, the, you know, there's there's relationships that were made there for me that, probably wouldn't have been made in public school. And, and obviously, you know, I played sports in high school too. So I played football and basketball and, you know, the chances of me doing that in a public school are, are probably slim to, to none. And yeah. We I, didn't have really, football
0: at a Christian school. We had soccer and bat. we had soccer, basketball, and baseball. We didn't have <laughs> you, you guys in Georgia are different animals, man. You, you oh. guys, uh you guys, you guys love, you know, it reminds me, you know, it reminds me of the movie Facing the Giants. That was a Christian school in Georgia. Right, right, right. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, West Virginia, man, you know, my, my son's graduating class had 12 kids in it. And so, it's, oh, wow. you know, so, yeah, it's, it's basketball most of the time. But, but yeah, I, I totally get it. I mean, I want you to take me, Justin, take me real quick through the biggest obstacle that you faced in your life and what was the biggest lesson that
1: you learned from it <clears throat> uh, it's actually it's almost over actually um, I you know I met a girl I ended up having a couple credit cards and I racked up some some pretty decent debt for, for being the kind of guy I, am. You know, I, I was right around $18,000 or something like that um, and I ended up you know I'm sure if you ever have Joe back on again, he'll tell you about the day I called him and he, he pretty much called me an idiot and, and told me to get my life right. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's uh, that that that's been over my head for well over two years now. And um, I'm actually going to make the last payment on the credit. The, the debt. I'll be debt free, um, I get probably April 12th. So I got some money coming in and, and it's like $800 left or something like that. And, and it'll be gone and and that probably to this day would be my biggest biggest obstacle is the whole financial thing because it's absolutely destroyed my credit um you know i, I had two credit cards cancel on me and, and so to be able to to do what i'm doing now and not have to worry about money even without a credit card or or anything like that is is uh reassuring i guess i should say <laughs>
0: Well, just um, being able to dig yourself out of that hole. I mean, the yeah. the, the relationship aside, right. you were able to dig yourself out of that hole and and right. and, and really come through it. Yes, yeah. less
1: than a, year. Less less than than a year. year. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. So cool. Hey, you know this? You you listen to the podcast we did with Joe. Man, I've enjoyed our conversation today. Take Thank us too. through your biggest piece of intentional encouragement for the folks out there.
1: Oh man. Um I you know, if you got a dream, like I said earlier, it, you know, life is short. You know, there's only there's only so much time that any of us have. You might as well make the best of it. I'm I'm kind of with Joe when, when he says that, you know, the whole nine to five thing isn't what our life was meant to be, sitting buying a cubicle and sitting in traffic and, and doing it day after day. I'm a I'm a firm believer in, in trying to get out and do as much stuff as you can travel as often as you can and you know a great way to do that is is to build the side hustles and stuff so if, if you got a dream even if it's not a side hustle if you got a dream it's, it's just do it you only got one life you know there's <laughs> there's so much possibility in this world that yeah, it's mind-blowing to me how much people can do what you can do if you if you try a little bit you know um so my biggest piece of advice would be if you're struggling with something if you're if you're trying to figure out whether or not you should you should do whatever it is you're working on my advice would be just just go for it reach for it push for it you know just just do it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, i love like, that man i love that great great advice I love what you said there about nine to five is not what life was meant to be. And that, that is so good, man. That is so good. I mean, I've, I've watched my
1: dad work at the same company, you know, for years now, he, he just got, he just got upgraded to a corner office. You know, he's one of their biggest earners in the company and they, he's been in a cubicle ever since I can remember. And you know, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not just my dad. I love my dad. You know, I'm not just anybody that does cubicle work, but you know, to go and sit in a cubicle and stare at four walls all day and then sit in traffic on your way home and turn around and do it the next day and do it day after day, after day, after day, after day, it's, you know, I, there's, there's more to life than that. And that is yeah. so good.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. So good. Justin, tell people where they can find you on your different social media platforms. Here's your here's your chance to let people know where they can connect to you.
1: I am on Twitter. My, my Twitter handle is at jmar1357. Um, I do have an Instagram and a Facebook. I'm not really active on either of them because, you know, it seems those, those two specifically are getting a little too political for me to be honest uh i like my money side of twitter so i'm on that pretty pretty regularly so if they want to if they want to find me be on twitter
0: follow him on twitter at jmar one three five seven by the way you can follow me on twitter at brian sexton 13 just you go ahead and follow both of us and be okay right (laughs) justin man i really appreciate this this has been good man thank you for joining me today on the intentional encourager podcast
1: I appreciate you having me Brian.